Hello there, freaks, geeks, maniacs, psychopaths, deviants, sadists, and fiends, and welcome to Pure Fandom's Blood Garage. I'm Brad. And I'm Sarah. And that was a rather trippy episode, this one. I was... Yeah, it was kind of difficult to decipher between reality and dreamscape. <laughs> Is this a dream? Question mark or not? Question mark. There was a lot of that. I was kind of... I Yeah. <laughs> There were stuff and things. It was very different from the mood of the other eight episodes. Oh, extremely, extremely different. So on this episode, we're going to switch things up a little bit on this episode. It's our second one that we've done, so we're switching things up already. Look, we're going to do a little bit of recap on it, but we're also going to throw some theories out there for this episode and talk about some things that appear to be trying to tie themselves together. Does that sound good with you? Sounds great to me. I love throwing theories around. All righty then. Well, you can find us both on Twitter. There's an extremely good chance we'll be live tweeting during the show on Wednesday. I'm Brad ZB and Sarah is Sarah Jean, Sarah underscore Jean 17. Also, be sure to check out Pure Fandom to keep up to date with the latest articles that have been posted and coming out. And check Pure Fandom on Facebook and let us know what fandoms you're most interested in. So, what was this episode about, Sarah? So Grace's Kung Fu is tested against a mystic restaurateur and a dying Arthur embarks on a vision quest. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. So let's just jump right to this whole thing. Into the last episode, Slink's standing there and he's going, left you live, right you die. Did he know what was going to come if they went to the right? I mean, he just seems to know everything, but I think that I think that Slink thinks he knows everything. But I think that I hope he's going to discover that maybe Hart hides things from him as well. Yeah. It was yeah. See, now this is where my theory jumps right into this theory land. So, we know that the sheriff who with the red eyes, he could see, he knew about author and the um, notebook, right? Right. Because he was tied to the scar somehow. I don't know what he is, demon or whatever, but he could, he knew all about that stuff and he knew about everything else that was going on, which we did see in this episode of how, you know, author ended up with the notebook. He kind of sort of helped kill off the NYPD, I mean, the LAPD officer, NYPD. Yeah, that was kind of a messy situation itself. Yeah, so, and his with his dying breath, the guy was like, you know, take the book, make something good, and un- uncover this. So that's, you know, what Arthur did. He went from living there and trying to uh, salvage everything to live by to, okay, I kind of sort of killed this guy. I need to be a big Boy Scout now and go this route. Kind of making up for past sins. Right. And that's the thing. It was like, okay, so the sheriff could see what what he did before. And we know that, you know, Slink knows everything also. So how tied to the scar is Slink? Because, one, he's around in 1955, which means that something has happened to him between here and there to extend right. his life. 
Now, we know he has some metal parts and everything else going on, but that could just be, you know, whatever. But I have this theory that Slink ran across whatever is in the scar before it appeared. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. So, he, yeah, he, he kind of connected to it or, you know, there's a lot of stuff that was in the scar. They said there was, uh, you know, mysterious liquids and stuff like that. And we did see the liquids dropping, like the green liquid or something like that, in heart at one point in time when uh, Christopher was trying to escape when he first got there. Yeah. So I think there's some of this stuff that's running in Slink that helps him know and stay a step ahead of everybody else. Like, you know, how he plans out everything. He's like, I got Car- uh, Grace for a reason. I got Karma there. And he can see, like, a little bit farther down the road somehow. I think maybe he he doesn't even really understand the importance of Grace and Karma. Like, I think it's a little frustrating to him. Oh, I can see that too. And that would make total sense. He knows that they have to be there, but doesn't know why they got to be there. I mean, he was ominously pissed that he, like they told them, they told him not to kill her. Right. She was key. Yeah. She was key to getting in the race. He needed her in the race for some reason to get to, you know, the one spot, but And I totally blame him for where Grace and Arthur ended up this episode because, you know, taking them where they couldn't be tracked so that he couldn't be blamed for her death. Right. Uh, Yeah. It's this. Yeah. (laughs) That's where I'm just like, yeah. Uh, Interesting. This episode just like uh, threw such a wrench into everything. Right. It just confused me for a little bit because, you know. Grace is driving. GPS goes offline because, you know, the scar screws with everything. And she comes to a stop and sees the restaurant in the middle of nowhere, the Tasty Dragon right next to the scar with no cars well, Naturally, outside. let's eat there. Yeah, let's go there and eat. Because Terry said, you know, the she could find a doctor in the next town over, which is right. funny because we're sure that they were in Oklahoma last week because that's what the map said. And the restaurant here she says that they are she was from springfield missouri that's a good trek from oklahoma not well yeah i'd like to assume that that's not the next town (laughs) right that's a good little yeah that's a good little drive there so uh, yeah what did terry mean for them to go left Uh, terry should have said go left then that's what I mean. Like, why was like, oh, the next town over, and you come to immediately? Do you go left or do you go right? Yeah, she didn't tell them go? that. No directions. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, okay, so we get to the restaurant, which is you know odd, and to say the least. Yeah, this this lady will not help for anything unless they order some food. Now. When she ordered the food, well, when Grace finally broke down and ordered food and got the special, the chop sake mm-hmm. special, she brings out the soup to him and feeds it to Arthur, and he immediately passes out, you know, falls into the soup, and then we're into dreamland with him. So, at one Can point... Can I just say, like, the dreamland? I think it's, even though it was crazy and wacky, I think that the whole dream sequence thing were some of my favorite moments so far. Oh, it was, yeah, it was very different. I was, mm-hmm, yeah. I liked that we brought a- Aki back in there in that role as the officer that she was. 
And, you know, Christopher showed back up, but then again, Christopher also ate his arm after he spilled, like, soy sauce on it or something. Yep, that one got me a little bit. That was a little confusing. I -hmm. did not... Now, if anybody else saw it, I did not see uh, Cox Meatpacker's logo anywhere. I'm sure it was out there somewhere. I just totally didn't see it. So if you see it, let me know. Let's be honest. The weirdness of this episode kind of threw me off looking for it. Yes. Um... Yeah, there was a lot to that. Now, what, what do you think about the people that were in the restaurant? When Grace went back out to get the towels and they were all just sitting there, not moving? Well, at first I was like, I didn't really know if they were real or not. And then when, our, I'm just going to call her the crazy, the crazy restaurant lady. When the crazy restaurant lady was saying, um, like, Arthur had to make the journey and stuff. I assumed that it meant that they were stuck there. But they were moving when they when she first got there. Everything was normal when they got there. And that's what gets me. Was that an illusion? Was and then then I go into this whole other section of <laughs> was Grace having a dream sequence also? Oh my god, if they wanted to confuse us, they did an excellent job. Because she does pass out and wakes up at the end of it. Yeah, and Arthur's gone. Right. And she walks out of the restaurant, and the restaurant disappears as soon as she does that. So when she walked out into the front to get the towels, and everybody was sitting there with the white eyes, and she went back and checked with Arthur, and Arthur had the white eyes also. Yeah, is there some point where she actually skipped into her own dream sequence, and this is what she was trying to accomplish? I don't I feel know. Like my brain's it's, been it's, melted. It's a very trippy episode, and you can, and if you think about it too a bunch, it's it's in there. And there was actually a line that she, that the uh, restaurateur said something about you can't overanalyze everything or something like that. And that's exactly what I've been doing in this episode. I was like, ugh. So it, it was so hard not to though, like you. And then it's one of those things where, like, when you start thinking about like time travel and you get yourself all confused, and you're oh. like, "No, I just have to stop and accept it." Right? Yeah, I, I need to stop, put it down, and be good with it. Uh, little thing that we had show up on this episode that was really kind of bizarre, and it also throws me into this spot where I'm don't actually. It's a weird spot of me thinking that Grace could have been in a dream sequence and then she could not have been in a dream sequence is because the rest of the lady, she talks about her daughter, Aki. She's in and the that picture. Me. And Grace doesn't know who she is anyhow, so why would she know? Right? Yeah, that... It was really, like, that was one of those moments that I was like, oh, wake up, Arthur. Put the pieces of the puzzle together for me. So, so yeah, she's this is her daughter disappeared into the scar. Um How so, common can the name Aki be? Exactly. And well, and the picture of her looked exactly like her because when I saw the picture I went, yeah, that's her. And it kind of got me to thinking that maybe like last week when we had said, well, when I had said that I thought Slink might be similar to Aki and be part human part machine, I think maybe it's turning to where Aki might be more similar to Slink. Right. And like kind of the other way around. That's kind of where I was going with another thing also, because she said that she dis- her daughter disappeared into the scar along with that cat <laughs> that she had the cat stuffed. It was, I don't, I no idea about that one. 
Oh. But when she was also working on author, she said that she had done this once before with her daughter, was, you know, taking bullets out of her. So now let's go down to this other weird pass on, on Occupath. What if she started out, and we know there's multiple ones out there, but that's fine. Right. We're going to focus on on the Christopher Aki right now, this version. Mm-hmm. What if she started out as a human? She, when the scar opened, she fell into the scar. She was one of the first ones to, she somehow survived or whatever, right? She got out of the scar. And Hard Enterprises snatched her up. Her mother doesn't know about it. So she was reprogrammed basically and added to she was gone from human into robot because that was some of the stuff that she came out of the scar with so her being with christopher is kickstarting her back into human mode again that's why she's feeling everything oh my god that's wonderful (laughs) it's not all her programming she did say there was a glitch in her programming on episode one um, exactly what she said. I can't remember, and I really needed to go back and watch it, but she said something that she was different than the rest of them because of something that happened. So this version is actually a human version, and the other ones are clones of robots, or, you know, or robots made after her or something like that. So, yeah, I definitely, yeah. There we go. That's, that's, my, like, that's my weird theory that I got out of this episode with understanding that, Yes, she probably has a mother, and the scar does things, and sure, why not? But it makes a lot of sense. Oh. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. I. The more I was thinking about that, the more I went, yeah, well, this could go somewhere later on down the road. Definitely. And, I mean, it it seems like something that Hart would do. They have a, they have a family problem, I think. Right. The old man. <laughs> they call him the old man. Why do they call him the old man? Yeah. Like, there's... Heart is just not acceptable. They need to go. Heart... Well, the, you can get killed in heart in a heartbeat and no one even notices or cares. They're all fine with it. It's fine. Nobody bats an eye. Like, oh, you know, Slink throws his knife across the room and it's fine. Or is it matter who actually did that is also the story, too. Because, you know, we've oh. seen Slink has killed now three heart employees that we know of. Uh, <laughs> it really shouldn't be my favorite, but when he bashed the guy's head in with his briefcase, I really did laugh. That makes me like horrible, but it was hilarious. Oh, I like that scene too because when he just moves his briefcase, when the guy's starting to look, he moves it over a little bit, gets his one stick of gum out, <laughs> and when he slips in the blood. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> total issues. I wonder if he can get away with stuff, but other people can't. Because that was the episode where we also saw another version of Aki that wasn't nearly as crazy as this other Aki has been. But now there's so many Aki things going on. I just don't know what to oh think on God, that. Oh, my God. So many. So that was my Aki theory. We will see how that goes. If uh, anybody listening has a theory, thinks that works for you or have another thing, hit me up on Twitter and we'll just go into a big discussion about it or something. Seriously, let's talk about it. Let's bring up the Aki thing. We'll start tagging the actress on it. Let's talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) She'd probably love it. She's actually responded to a few of mine, and she's really funny. As soon as I get done with this stupid race and I have more time to get on the Twitter, I will do it. I'm just, I've been meaning to the last couple days. I've just been so busy. 
building. I think she would be, I think she would come up with the best theories. She seems like the type. Yeah. I'm going to have to work on those. Okay. So, uh, back to Chris, uh, author's dream sequence here. The number, uh, 1031 came up a few times. Any ideas on that? No. And you know what's funny? That stuck with me too. So it's funny that you bring that up. Because we saw it, you know, it was on a mailbox of uh, his house with Grace in the little, you know. In the little perfect town. Yeah, a little perfect town. You know, feed the baby to the garbage disposal. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. I had to do like a double take. I want to name him Ribbone. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a good one right there. Reminds me of when we met. And then Grace got shot in the head by the sheriff, who's still going. And this is the other reason why I say the sheriff's still with a scar, because the sheriff is still chasing him down in the dream sequence. Now, I'm going to go subconscious-wise and say that the sheriff was the first one to kind of call Arthur out on saying, I know who you really are inside. And I think that that stuck with him in his head. Oh, okay. I I would go with that also. Yeah, because he totally did stick in his head because he did say, I know. But then again, we go with the sheriff who knows everything that Arthur's done. And the fact that he's been kind of, he dodged a question before when he was talking to Christopher about the guy he got the notebook from. And he said, is he still on the force? He goes, no. Yeah. Like he feels some seriously intense guilt over that. Sort of kind of responsible for his death. So no, he's not. Uh, Other crazy things in Arthur's dream sequence would be the, Jessica, the goldfish. <laughs> that cracked me up too. <laughs> it's Jessica. I might really, okay. He was really attached to that goldfish. He was. The Last Supper. <laughs> How about that one? I, I thought that it was, you know, I, all I could think of when they brought it up was nothing is safe from this show. No, I was like, huh, okay, that wasn't interesting. Um, I really need to go back and just look at that scene again, because I'm sure there's like other things in that scene that we just totally missed because it just flew by so fast. It did. I really wanted to focus on like who was where and what they were doing. Right. And why was Clown Dick in a dress? No, this is also (laughs) the reason why I don't read too much into it, because... (laughs) They just said, hey, we're going to do this, so we'll just go with it. We're going to screw with people. But we're you know gonna put that they obviously have to be the type of showrunners to do things like that. I loved it. I was just like, that's just, I was not expecting that at Pixie Swallows again. Oh, and the um, what really stuck with me, it was really funny. When Arthur was holding the baby and Grace was telling him to put him in the disposal. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to rewind and watch the moment a hundred thousand times for what he said to her. Which one? What did he say? When she, uh, when she was like, Arthur Bailey, you put that baby in the disposal right now. And he like called her a bitch. And like, <laughs> it was just so funny the way he had said it. Like he was so shocked. He's like, I don't care what you say. Not putting the baby in the disposal, and then the baby fell apart. Yeah, because like his just his utter shock and outrage was just funny to me. Well, that's you know kind of like Aki said too, because your dreams are falling apart, so everything's you know not working the same for you. When you get done with the Promethean feast, which was really weird because Slink showed up. What was yeah? And Slink was kind of Slink in 
I don't. I guess he could be in a dream sequence. He could still be himself. Well, and I think that he kind of has, whether Arthur likes it or not, I think Slink kind of has a place in both Arthur and Grace's subconscious. Well, yeah, I think he's stuck there. <laughs> oh yeah, like he, you know, he's in their head. He's always in the back of their head. Mm-hmm. He's he actually probably just well, he was always in the back of their head until they took the bombs out of their head. So. Right, true. Hmm. Okay, so author goes to the next one where he gets crucified by the guy, by the sheriff, and then he has to watch the Contra Crime Files, <laughs> to which point we get the history lesson on him, and then his cop friend shows up and takes him out, uh, well, takes him down, and then convinces himself that he has to shoot himself because he's the only one who can do it. That actually was, I actually felt, I mean, I kind of felt bad for Arthur anyway, because he was a kid when all that happened, and it kind of made you understand why he is the do-gooder that he is. But I felt really bad that he, like, carried that guilt around for how many years now? Mm-hmm. A lot. Was, I mean, at least 10, probably. Something And, like, like this just just, like... I just kept thinking, like, oh, wow, thank you, crazy Chinese lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, we did learn something in that little flashback thing, though, that Contra Crime had taken over the hospitals years ago because that's why the cop didn't want to go to the hospital because he couldn't afford to do it. So, I, that was, yeah, that was sad, too. I, I'm really, I want to know what the population of the nation is during this. Because if you can't go to the hospital, you can't do that, and you can't, you're going to die. And if you don't go to the hospital, there's a chance that Cox Meat Packers might take you and eat you <laughs> and feed you. And so I, it just seems like there's so many people that die off in this show. Like the mortality rate has to be insane. Well, I think that that's part of their, you know, heart runs everything. That's part of their, like, their plan, like in the very beginning when Christopher was telling the junkie or what they thought was the junkie that, you know, if he takes too much water ration, then a bunch of people die. Mm-hmm. And like they, they would have rather that the junkies and stuff died off right. than anybody else. And it just seems like they, their mission was to diminish the population like and the blood the blood race that seems like its mission is to diminish the population and now that's going global so they were taking out even more of them like who do they want it really makes me question who they want to be the last one standing so what you're saying is heart is basically the illuminati dun 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 Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, yeah, who do they want? Who's going to be left in the world? Which also goes to another point. Now, we know the scar is in the U.S. What yes. about the rest of the world? How does the rest of the world look? Heart is the largest corporation in the universe. So says the old man. So you imagine they've taken over more than just that. So, what's, you know. I've questioned that myself a couple times as well. What's yeah? What's China look like? What's London look like? What's you know France look like? Where where are these places? How are they in the global economy? What is, does Heart you know have a 
fist on those them as well or what and, and that's stuff that like seriously that would be like season two we could go overseas or something <laughs> so <laughs> well and i was wondering too when they show the scar like when they when aki was first showing christopher the video when it first did split maybe it's not completely accurate and it's just for that video but it seemed like the scar literally only ripped through the united states that's the only place we're seeing it at and that's what they and talked it seemed, about. You know, it seemed to get narrower towards the top and the bottom. So did it hit the rest of the world? But everything that they've taken out of the scar and they've been working with at heart, how did that help them take over other things? You know, that's the whole, that's the point where I'm wondering how things are now. Because apparently as soon as that happened, things went weird with the world. Oh, yeah. And if Contra Crime has taken over, everything so far, how have they outsourced to, you know, other nations? These are big questions that we probably won't get answered, but they're out there. So. I feel like the show is so teasing, like, okay, so here's this episode. We're going to give you 10 questions to be answered. And then in the next episode, we're going to answer one of those questions, but give you 20 more questions. Right. Yeah. And I actually like, just got done with, with the, movie like that oh my god uh like, it was on i just Net- want answers yeah this this one was on netflix it's called the midnight after uh it's a chinese movie i believe um oh so i watched the whole entire thing and none of the questions that came up during the uh movie were answered it was it l- ended with me going i i okay i don't know it was just one of those moments it, I, I had this feeling about this episode too i'm like yeah like you said, we get one answer here, but we have more questions and answers. And that would really anger me. Yeah, it did anger me. <laughs> like I'd be like, I'm, I can't. I need, I need to know the answers. I need to talk to whoever made this movie. I immediately went out on the internet and got frustrated. <laughs> but they're not going to do that to us on Blood Drive. I hope not. They'll give us some, I mean, we'll have some lingering questions, but I got a feeling things will be answered slowly because that's kind of what we've been getting. It's going to be fine. They'll answer all, all the questions will be answered by the end of season 20. So it's going to be fine. By the end of season 20, we will be good. We'll know everything at that point in time. Blood engines will be a real thing. We'll be able to drive around a lot cheaper with, instead of paying high gas prices. It'll be fun. (laughs) Uh, one last thing here that we had $14 was a special at the, at the, uh, restaurant. $14 is a lot cheaper than the $41 for two meals at the, uh, burger joint that Chris and author went to previously. And I mean, $14 is pretty cheap to save your life. Yeah. And then she got billed for it, but she didn't even get a, uh, you know, she didn't pay or anything. So now she's skipping out on a meal. And she got fortune cookies. Yeah. Well, the lady skipped out on her. The whole entire thing skipped out. I don't know. Now I just want to watch the next episode so bad to figure out, you know, I have no idea what to expect from the next episode. Yeah, no. I they I never know what to expect from the next episode. Now, we did they're, see. Yep. They're so good at that. I know. It's one thing that we did see in this episode. We did see the uh, relationship between Grace and Arthur really grow from what it was. The last Oh, definitely. I mean, she's, you know, giving her own blood to him and everything else. I mean, it's it's a big change from where we were. Not to mention the seeing inside of his subconscious really showed us how he felt. I mean, his, like, you know, 
minus the whole house living yeah. off of the blood of the baby. Right. Yeah. We, and they've we only saw that he wanted to be with her. Yeah. And they've really only known each other for like 11 days. <laughs> so yeah. high adrenaline situations, you I'm know, telling you that'll do it. Well, you got anything else for this one? I just have a question on why sci-fi hasn't announced if this is renewed or canceled. It's killing me. Because sci-fi hangs out for like the last minute on shows and it just does it every single year. I'm like, they do it with like Z Nation and Van Helsing. Well, they, no, they didn't do, yeah, they, Van Helsing they announced at Comic-Con, but they held out like the longest time on, um, on the other show that I can't remember. I've just totally lost my name off. Oh, it was Van uh, Helsing. Winona yeah. Earp is the one they just announced at Comic-Con. Van Helsing last time, I think it was like episode 11 or something before they said anything. I was like, ugh. I'm like sitting here trying to be like a techie. Like, okay, well, the numbers look good. The numbers look good. So they should renew this. And I'm going to be really upset if I'm wrong. Yeah, as long as they want to renew it and it wasn't a one and done. But they haven't said that. So I don't know. Who knows? They they've renewed other things that shouldn't have been renewed before. So we'll just hope. No questions, no started. answers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out about that sooner or later. If you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. A lot of other awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. If you have thoughts or comments about the episode, please let us know in the comments below or hit us up on our Facebook or Twitter page. And please let us know about any theories you have and make sure you stay alive and keep your engines fed. Until next week, check out more amazing content at purefandom.com.